from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 29th of June, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Let's kick off this episode with Turkey's take on Sweden and Finland's NATO membership. After weeks of tension, Turkey now formally supports the two countries' bid to join NATO. During a NATO summit in Madrid on Tuesday the 28th, the countries signed a memorandum to officially address Turkey's concerns over Sweden and Finland's NATO membership. In the memorandum, Sweden and Finland agreed to, quote, unambiguously condemn all terrorist organizations perpetrating attacks against Turkey. They also confirmed that there were no arms embargoes against each other. In other news, the Istanbul Heavy Penal Court closed the murder case of the Saudi dissident journalist Jamal Khashoggi, locally known as Jamal Khashoggi. This decision came after a court in Saudi Arabia sentenced eight people to prison for Khashoggi's murder. The Turkish court said that the sentence was sufficient and that they didn't need to further investigate. In 2018, a hit squad murdered Khashoggi in the Istanbul consulate of Saudi Arabia. Investigations revealed that some of the members of the squad had close ties to the Saudi crown prince Mohammed bin Salman. The investigators believed that the Saudi government assassinated Khashoggi because he was very critical of the country's rulers. He had been living in self-imposed exile in the United States because of his dissident views on the kingdom. At the time, President Erdogan openly accused the prince of ordering Khashoggi's assassination and promised that he'd make sure justice was served. Erdogan's accusation caused relations between the two countries to worsen. Saudi Arabia imposed an unofficial boycott on Turkish goods, which cut back the country's imports from Turkey by 90%. However, in April this year, a Turkish court abruptly halted the Khashoggi trial and transferred the case to Saudi Arabia. Shortly after, the two countries started bilateral talks to mend the ties. Many thought that Turkey transferred the Khashoggi case to create a window of opportunity to resume talks between the countries. Following the official closing of the case, the Saudi government lifted the customs restrictions on Turkish goods. Some people say that the government was helping to cover up the murder of Khashoggi in exchange for trade deals. On that note about Saudi Arabia, last week on Monday the 20th, before the prince's visit to the country, the kingdom lifted the travel ban it had imposed on Turkey. The Saudi government originally placed the travel ban because of the COVID-19 pandemic. However, some people say that this was actually payback for pursuing the Khashoggi case and talking negatively about the crown prince. With the ban lifted, Turkey believes Saudi tourists will bring foreign currency and boost the struggling Turkish economy. Still on the topic of international relations, in the past weeks, Yair Lapid, Israel's foreign minister said that the Iranian government was allegedly plotting to assassinate and abduct Israeli citizens in Istanbul. He added that this was a retaliation for the murder of an Iranian colonel, which Iran blamed on Israel. On Thursday the 23rd, in a speech he gave in Ankara, Lapid repeated that Iran was behind attempted terrorist attacks on Israelis in Turkey and stated that this was a clear violation of Turkey's sovereignty. He added that he was confident of the country's ability to respond to Iran. Following Lapid's accusations, the spokesman for the Iranian foreign ministry said that the country rejected the allegations and accused Israel of trying to damage the relations between Iran and Turkey. Now let's move on to Turkey's newest economic policies. On Sunday the 26th, in an effort to increase the demand for Turkish liras and strengthen the currency, the Banking Regulation and Supervision Agency updated the eligibility criteria for obtaining loans for companies. According to the new regulation, 
If a company has cash assets worth more than 15 million Turkish liras in foreign currencies, it won't be allowed to receive loans in Turkish liras unless they convert the, quote, excess cash assets into Turkish liras first. For example, if a country's cash assets are worth 20 million liras in Forex, they should convert 5 million into Turkish liras to receive loans in the national currency. The agency added that the new regulation mainly targeted companies that take out loans in liras to invest in foreign currencies. After the announcement of this regulation, the Turkish lira strengthened to as much as almost 16.2 liras per dollar. Previously, the exchange rate was about 17.4 liras against the dollar. The current exchange rate stands at around 16.6 per dollar. While the new regulation did help increase the value of the Turkish lira to an extent, some say that it would affect business negatively. Many companies purchase their services and goods with foreign currencies, and the constant depreciation of the Turkish lira makes it an unsafe option for investment. Companies take out loans to invest in foreign currencies as a last resort to keep their businesses going. Experts say that the economy is about stability and security, and the Turkish government should focus on establishing these instead of intervening in companies' investment policies. On another note, Mahmoud Ozer the Minister of Education announced that the ministry planned on opening bread factories in over 100 vocational high schools, which are specialized schools that provide job-specific education. He added that students would produce about 1 million loaves of bread a day. With this project, the ministry aims to provide cheaper bread for citizens. Ozer also mentioned that the ministry was planning on trying the same model in the agriculture sector. However, many people were against the project, saying that they were using kids as cheap labor. Others said that the project was targeting bakeries, who are hardly making any profit in order to be able to provide cheaper bread. Currently, they sell a 200-gram white flour loaf of bread for about 4 liras, which is around 24 U.S. cents. Bakery owners said that the cost of ingredients tripled in the last months, and if they were to reduce the price, they'd go out of business. Moving on, on Monday the 27th, Umut Uzda, the head of the Victory Party, or Zafir Partisi, known for its anti-refugee campaigns, traveled to the city of Hutai, bordering on Syria, to, quote, lay mines along the border. Following his claim, the governorate of Hutai banned him from entering the city. The gendarmerie stopped Uzda and the members of his party near Hutai and didn't allow them to enter the city. Following this, Uzda said that the mines he was talking about were symbolic. He said he wanted to plant mines because the Syrian border was unprotected. Uzda also condemned his ban from the city. He pointed out that 700,000 Syrians in Hutai could roam freely in the city, even the ones that had ties to terrorist organizations, and that him, a Turkish citizen and a member of the parliament, was not allowed to enter a Turkish city. He added that he wished he had, quote, tried entering Hutai from the Syrian side, as that would have been easier. On Tuesday the 21st, a large forest fire broke out in the Mamaris province of Mula. The fire lasted until Saturday the 25th, and firefighting teams from all over the country came to the site to help. The Minister of Forestry and Agriculture announced that around 4,500 hectares of forest burned down. The police detained Sajid Ayhun, who was found drunk with two gallons of petrol around the site of the fire. He later confessed that he started the fires because he was having family issues and wanted to commit suicide by walking into the flames. Finally, on a visit to the Ahlat province of Bitlis, Vedat Dimiros, the vice president of the ruling Justice and Development Party, said that he hoped the government would make Ahlat a city, quote, when they increased the number of cities of the country from 81 to 100. His wording made it sound like there was an ongoing project to raise the number of cities. 
Following the announcement, some people started to say that the ruling party was trying to divide provinces that predominantly voted for them into cities in an attempt to secure the highest number of parliament members in the upcoming elections. However, Demiros later made a statement and clarified that he was only expressing his wish for Alat to become a city, and the government had no plans to increase the number of cities. That's it for this week. But before we leave, do you prefer to have a section on our updates about Turkey's best films or Turkey's best TV series? Let us know at turkey at rorschach.com. Hasa kalim! Hasa kalim!